0: Hey, what is up, welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and this is an episode that I've been looking forward to for quite some time because I've got all the love in the world for this skill that today's guest brings to this episode. It's a skill that touches every single one of us as we're growing our businesses. It touches our marketing, our sales, our products, our servings, our offerings, our, our branding, our messaging, all of that, and it has to do with copywriting. We've got an incredible guest to navigate us through these waters. Her name is Bridget Post, and she's an email marketing strategist and direct response copywriter who helps brands discover the untapped revenue within their email list. From high converting email copy to beautifully designed campaigns, her work has helped several businesses increase their monthly revenue by more than 70%. That's the impact that today's topic can have on your business. Bridget is recognized for her cat-like attention to detail, quick communication, and a Ability to get inside the minds of her readers. It's gonna be such a focal point of our conversation today. Driven by data and rooted in empathy, her email strategies are uniquely tailored to each brand and work to develop long-term relationships with your customers. When she's not crafting emails, you'll find her taste-testing new cuisines, chatting it up at networking events, or busting out her favorite dance moves. She's a fellow former Angelino, just like me. So I'm so excited about today's conversation. I'm not gonna say anything else. Let's dive straight into my interview with Bridget Bridget. Bridget Poston. All right, Bridget, I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur Podcast
1: much for having me Brian I'm honestly so excited to be here and to just dive in into uh, all things copywriting and email marketing.
0: Heck yeah and that's the one thing I didn't say it in the intro I certainly should have is that you also make this stuff fun I love the energy that you bring you're obviously very passionate about what you do so fill in those gaps for listeners they always love hearing guests backstories how did you get here how did you end up doing what you're doing I know you've got an interesting entrepreneurial transition share it with us.
1: Yeah. So honestly, it has been quite a journey when it comes to copywriting in my email marketing business. Um, as you know, it's called Beeline Copy. And I came up with that name, honestly, because, well, I love honeybees. I love the color yellow and sunshine. And that's the kind of vibe that I want to emit from my brand, but. Let's kind of go back in time for a moment to talk about how I got started and where I came from. So honestly, I am from Los Angeles originally, but I now live in a small town in Ohio. Four years ago, my partner and I moved to Ohio. Um, The reason would take up a whole nother podcast episode, so I will leave that out. But um, we moved out here, and honestly, it was a huge culture shock. You know, we left everything behind. We left our cars behind, our jobs behind, and we had nothing but honestly, each other and our savings accounts. And we just took a leap of faith and came out here uh, to really start a new life and pursue new goals. So I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I actually got a job in finance and it was going really well. You know, Um, I felt like I I had I had made it at some point because I was the making I was making the most money I've ever made. I had a great manager who was super supportive. I had a great, great team members who also lifted me up and supported me. And, um, you know, I was hitting my performance goals. I was improving my communication skills and my sales skills and just learning so much in the finance industry. So I was feeling pretty good, but then it got to a point where I would come home and I would just kind of think, is this it? You know, is this, is this what I'm going to keep doing? Do I want to keep doing this? And it got to a point where I just kind of felt filled with restlessness and um, a lack of fulfillment. And honestly, that ate at me day after day for weeks and months until I started to kind of scour the Internet for opportunities. I'm like, what else can I do? You know, I've always thought about entrepreneurship. I love to write. Um, Marketing has always been an interest of mine, but I had no idea what to do. So. You know, after scouring the Internet and getting inspiration from other entrepreneurs, um, I came across this little thing called copywriting. And I was like, what the heck is copywriting, you know? So I essentially just dove in and completely immersed myself in this world of copywriting. I would you know, work nine hour days, come home and then spend you know, two to four hours working on my business, which was um, just copywriting at the time. I did everything from blog posts to product descriptions, sales pages and emails before niching down to email only. And the reason I did that is not only because I just love the flow of emails and I find it fun to write, but. I was impressed and almost quite frankly, enamored by how much money email marketing can generate for businesses. And I'm like, that's so cool. I would love to be able to help other business owners out there grow their business while growing my business and you know, living a life of more fulfillment. So that's what I set out to do. And I started writing email copy for different um, marketing agencies, for different brands. And eventually I came across something And this is when I pivoted more towards email marketing strategy as a whole, not just the copywriting side. I noticed that e-commerce brands in particular need someone to manage all of their email marketing because there are lots of moving parts. You know, there's design, there's copy, there's strategy, there's building out the email sequences and a whole lot more, lots of tech stuff too. And I'm like, Hmm, well, it seems like there's a need here. So that's when I dove in, and it's been about a year and a half now since I uh, took that specific leap. And ever since then, I have been helping uh, e commerce brands primarily grow their business and particularly find untapped revenue within their email list. Because a lot of these brands, um, you know, they're startups, maybe they've been around for a while, but they just don't have the time to manage email marketing. Because there is a lot to it, especially if you want to come up with a good strategy that actually generates income so or generates revenue. So ever since then, um, I basically just been diving into this world, helping different brands, um, you know, increase their revenue and customer retention um, with hyper personalized emails.
0: Yeah, I love that overview, Bridget. I know that listeners hearing that, there's so many parts of what you just shared with us that they're going to be like, wait, Bridget, you said that this stuff is fun. A lot of people don't think of copy as fun. And part of me, obviously, I've already given a shout out to the awesome energy that you bring to the table. But when you start talking about how fun it is and, and we see and we feel and we can hear the energy that you bring to these types of projects, it genuinely, like I can see why you enjoy this stuff, which is funny because when we're talking about copy, it's, it's probably the biggest pain point that a lot of business owners have is they, they say, in my head, I know how much value I bring to the table, whether they sell an e-commerce product, whether they sell a service, whatever it may be, but they don't know how to communicate that. There's so much that goes into copywriting. It's the messaging, the positioning, how to structure the offer, all of these things play into it, where do you think we even start? Because I feel like when when people talk about copywriting, it gets lost in so many directions. Copywriting formulas and all these yucky things that people don't like. What is copywriting? What does it even mean to you? Because you talked about the strategy, you talked about the different elements, but let's start diving real deep into it.
1: Yeah, you know, my goodness, I feel like that, you know, can open a can of worms right there. Like, we could just talk on and on about copywriting and and where to begin because there is a lot to it. And it's one of those things that um, copywriting and marketing go hand in hand. I mean, they are essentially the same thing. And, you know, businesses need marketing to get the word out and to grow. So, in terms of copywriting, if I had to tell tell you where to start, you know, if you're a business owner and maybe copy isn't you know something, it's not your forte because hey, you're selling a product or a service. You're busy. You got a lot on your plate. But um, if you want to, you know, write copy for some of your emails, you know, set up your email marketing strategy, then here's where you start. And I would say it starts with getting to know your audience. Maybe you already know this, but um, I'm gonna hammer it home because it is truly the foundation to a successful email, to a successful sales page, a successful product page, whatever it is, because obviously there are different forms of copywriting, but you need to know who you're talking to to be able to resonate with them. It's kind of like, um, I'm sure you've heard this analogy before, but building a house. You can't build a house without the foundation, right? It's going to be a pretty wonky house, probably have lots of problems. Maybe it'll fall apart someday. I'm not sure how houses really, truly work. But I know that you need a foundation before you build the house. So think of knowing your audience kind of almost like they're your best friend. Like you want to get that close with them, as close as you can to knowing, you know, what keeps them up at night? What do they worry about? What do they strive for? How do they want to be seen by others? How do they want to view themselves? How do they identify themselves in this world what values are important to them because people don't just buy products or services for for no reason people are buying your products because they're buying into the values that you share they want to affirm their identity and if your product your brand can do that for them then there's going to be a much deeper connection so, um, a few ways you can get to know your audience, um, I'm going to be speaking really in terms of email marketing since that's what this is all about. Uh, one thing that I really like to do to get to know my audience is um, through surveys. So. Sending out a survey via email um, is one of the best ways to get to know your audience. You can ask literally so many questions on there. I would suggest not going overboard. You don't want to have, you know, seventy five questions. People are going to get a little bit tired of that and probably you know exit out. Um, but having, you know, ten, I usually do ten. Find that's a good number, uh, making it pretty easy. Uh, type form is a very common like survey tool. So I like to use that pretty often but um finding a survey um software that integrates seamlessly with your email marketing software is key and the reason for that is because the data that you collect from the answers that people give you want that to go back into your email software so that you can start organizing the data and use it to craft better emails so you know for example let's say you send out a survey and you're um you're a dog brand. Maybe you sell healthy, healthy dog treats, right? So you're going to send it out to your survey of you're going to send out your survey to your subscribers. Let's say you have some on your list. And um, you're going to ask questions like, okay, what's the name of your dog? What, uh, what size is your dog? What breed is your dog? And uh, you know, what, what matters to you when it comes to buying healthy treats, you know, you kind of get the idea, you want to really tailor it to your brand. But what's even better is when I send this, survey out and people answer, it's going to feed those answers back to the email software. So now I just have to go in and create what's called a segment. Um, A lot of email software providers um, offer this. And a segment is basically just a group of people that share a common interest. So, for example, um, you could segment people by the ones who bought um, you know, this product, maybe they bought these healthy dog shoes in a small size you can create a segment around those people and then target them with certain campaigns and certain information um, that is valuable to them you can you know cross sell with different products but um, the essence here is really making sure you can save that data and analyze it because that's going to give you insight into your customers and how they tick so that's the foundation of all copywriting you know we're sticking to email today but It doesn't matter what you're writing, you know, social media posts, product descriptions, knowing what your customers care about and what is hurting them or is frustrating them at this time is going to help you write something that really hits home, uh, that really resonates with them. And you want them to be thinking, oh, wow, this brand just read my mind. Like, yes, you get it. Because if you have them thinking that in their head, then you just connected with them on a deeper level.
0: Yeah, Bridget, I'm gonna call this out publicly because you said it and you knew it right when you said it is that we've all heard that advice. You have to know your customer, you have to understand them, but you took it a step further. And segmentation, I don't think we talk about enough in the world of marketing, Bridget, so I love that. That's where you started the conversation because ultimately, what is segmentation about? You said it right there at the end, which is making them feel like we're talking directly to them where they are and what their needs are. And that's why along those lines, it's it's something that I love about your work. As I've been doing research ahead of our session here today, I love the fact, Bridget, I don't hear enough copywriters or marketers talk about this is also not just segmentation based on interests and needs, but the customer buying journey, their awareness levels. I've always called it traffic temperature. Where are they in that buying journey? Because the way you talk to a cold prospect, maybe you educate them, is drastically different than the way you talk to someone who's ready to buy. If you start educating someone who's ready to buy, they're gonna be like, look, I already know what I need like I just want to buy it. Talk to us about those awareness levels. I know it's such a core part of your strategy. It's probably something that most listeners, most entrepreneurs don't think about.
1: A hundred percent. I totally agree with you there, Brian. Um, A lot of people who even are marketers, but especially business owners who aren't super savvy when it comes to marketing, um, I find a lot of businesses just like blasting generic emails out to their entire list of people um, without regard to like any sort of personalization or, you know, thinking about is this person brand new? Have they bought from me before? Have they been buying from me for 10 years? You know, because those are different people, so they're not taking the time and perhaps they're just not aware uh, that they need to be speaking to these people in different ways. So uh, yes, the customer buying journey is incredibly important. And if you can keep this in mind at all times, I promise you it's going to be easier to write your emails. It's going to be easier to write any piece of copy that will resonate with your audience, build trust, um, nurture, and build loyalty, and uh, essentially you know, convert them into paying customers and lifelong advocates. So um, another way to kind of refer to this customer buying journey is life cycle marketing. So how how I approach this is, you know, when someone comes to your site, maybe you have a um, email opt in form, an email opt in form is one of those things. They come in all different shapes and sizes, but it's uh, most commonly found as popping up on your screen. It says, hey, you know, get 10% off or, hey, enter your email for a chance to win a hundred dollar gift card. You know, winners are chosen monthly. Um, something like that, but that's an email capture form. So let's say someone comes across your brand the first time, haven't bought from you, just came across you and then they put in their email address and now they're a subscriber on your list. At that point, they should receive a series of, um, of introduction emails. So this is also called a welcome sequence of a series of automated emails that they get that's designed to educate them and um, introduce them to your brand. You want to showcase, you know, hey, here's what we're all about. Here are our values. Um, You know, here's why we exist and here's how we can help you. Most importantly, here's how we're different from everyone else. Right. So, of course, you want to maybe, you know, showcase your products. Maybe you decide to offer a discount as a nice, you know, welcome incentive or welcome gift, Um, and that's all good stuff. But, you know, think about that person they have not bought from you yet. So you're gonna talk to someone differently who is brand spanking new than you would talk to someone who is a VIP customer who's been buying from you for five years now and raves about you to their grandmother, right? Those are two different people. So let's kind of dive into that. When we're looking at brand new subscribers, people who haven't bought from you, here's what you wanna focus on. They don't know you and they're not convinced to buy from you yet. And what's that common saying? People buy from those they know like and trust? Well, they might know you a little bit, but they may not like you and they definitely don't trust you yet. So what you wanna do is you wanna make sure your emails and your copy is effectively building that trust and likability with them. So one way to do that is with uh, what I mentioned as the welcome sequence. Um, Another way to refer to this is a, a welcome flow. If you hear me use the term flow, um, a flow just means an automated sequence of emails. So if I start flo- throwing that word around, just know that's what I'm referring to. So you wanna have a welcome flow set up and that welcome flow is designed to educate them, um, to share you know, how you're different, like I mentioned, to showcase the different products that you have. Usually, you know, we like to uh, showcase the brand's bestseller or bestsellers, a few, just to kind of put that in front of them, help them get to know you. But you really overall want to focus on education. And one thing that um, is called a psychological trigger, Uh, there are lots of psychological triggers, especially in the world of copywriting. Copywriters refer to these all the time. And what a psychological trigger is, is is it's something that subconsciously connects with um, a reader or a person that kind of boosts your credibility. In essence, it makes the reader more likely to believe you or to want to take action, to want to buy from you, etc. And one great and well-known example of this are testimonials. So think about when you go to buy any product online ever. Let's say you go to Amazon. Are you just going to, you know, pick the first product you find and just hit checkout? Or are you going to look at those reviews first? chances are you want to hear what other people are saying. You want to know what they think because you trust their opinions honestly more than you trust the brand, right? So it's the same thing. It works the same way with your potential customers. So make sure that you are throwing that social proof into your initial emails for these new people. You want to put those reviews, those testimonials and say, hey, you know, we've gotten like over a thousand five star reviews. Here's why. Here's what people are saying or, uh, hey, you know, our um, healthy dog shoe is, you know, the healthiest on the market or it's, you know, helping dogs um, live longer or whatever it might be, Um, whatever your, you know, honest claim is. Um, But you could say, oh, don't take our word for it. And then you'll have a bunch of reviews that people can read. Honestly, social proof is one of the best ways to get people to to buy, quite frankly, uh, because we love other people's opinions. So when they're in that initial stage and they have not bought focus on education and focus on social proof. Now, when they move to that next stage, which is they've bought, so you finally got over that hump, you can celebrate woohoo, you know, we got our first sale, right? It doesn't end there. And a big mistake that I see a lot of brands making is that they essentially ghost their customers right? They work so hard to get that first sale. And then after the person buys nothing, it's like a ghost town. It's like there's no communication or follow up or any future emails to try to maintain the relationship. You know, it's, it's very interesting, but um, that's not the time to ramp down. That's the time to ramp up with your emails and with your communication and your relationship building. So what you want to do at this stage is to continue nurturing them, Obviously, make sure you send a thank you email, you know, make it heartfelt, show them that you really do appreciate their business. Um, Another important thing, um, a part of this post-purchase process, you could call it, are what emails you send. So obviously, an order confirmation email is important. Um, This should be automated and transactional. Um, A shipping confirmation keeps them in the loop and says, hey, you know, we got your order ready and it's shipped. And I also like to throw in a delivery uh, confirmation email because let's be honest, a lot of people just want to stay in the loop with where the heck their pa- package is. So the more you can keep them in the loop, the better. But maybe all of that is is kind of obvious or not, but you want to keep them in the loop on where their their product is. But aside from that, you also want to offer some education, some further education. So, you know, depending on what your product is, let's say it's, um you know, some sort of beauty tool or maybe it's um, um, I've seen this lately, like magnetic eyelashes. That's a big thing right now. So magnetic eyelashes. Um, there are a lot of brands selling that. And one thing those brands um, may do is send a follow-up email after the person has purchased showing them kind of a how-to guide right so it's educating the customer and letting them know hey you know when you do get your package here's kind of you know what you're going to want to uh, do here's how you put it on here are some best practices and some some tips so you can have the most success with your product so you can even link to a video in your emails you can't embed videos in your email excuse me, in your emails, but you can link to a video that maybe also shows them what they can do um, to get the most out of their product. And then of course, down the road, usually about 21 days um, or later, I will send a cross-selling email. So this is kind of where segmentation comes into play. So knowing what products your customers bought, you can strategically cross-sell them on complementary products, or if you have a product that has like an upgraded version uh, or a more expensive version or like a bundle, uh, you can upsell them on that as well. So the more personalized you can make this, the better. From there, um, if you can get that second, third, fourth sale from your customer, then you're looking pretty good. you know, Because uh, studies show that um, once someone has made at least two purchases with a brand, they're much more likely to keep coming back and make those repeat purchases. So your goal is to nurture them and to offer enough value to get them to that second purchase. But of course, you do wanna keep going from there um, to make sure you are nurturing the relationship, building trust until they become a VIP. A VIP customer is someone who has, you know, been with you a long time and those are the really special people. So you want to make sure you're giving them sneak peeks, you know, special discounts, special deals, because, you know, those are kind of like your best friends in your business. So hopefully, you know, that I know that was kind of long winded, but hopefully it was like an overview of how you can approach the different stages of customer, you know, buying awareness.
0: Yeah, Bridget, I think that was more than just an overview. I think you literally just laid out in real time a strategy from scratch. So listeners, now you can see why I've been so excited to have Bridget on the show here today. Bridget, honestly, I think that what you just highlighted is if someone doesn't have any of these email marketing machines in place in their business, you just laid out, start to finish with all those considerations at every different step of the buyer experience. And then on top of that, if people already do have some, let's say they already have a welcome sequence, You just highlighted, hey, your welcome sequence. That's to get them in the door. What are you doing to maximize your revenue from there? My favorite metric in all of business is lifetime customer value. And I think that's something that people forget about is that we work so hard. I love that you called it out. We work so hard to get a new customer. We need to serve that customer as deeply and as frequently as possible. And you use my favorite word when it comes to email marketing. I think email marketing is the best platform when it comes to... Nurturing. And I just brought up frequency. You brought up nurturing. Bridget, it's the number one question we get from listeners about their email marketing is frequency. After someone has bought something, how often do we email them? A lot of business owners will say to me, well, what do I email them? What if I don't have anything to sell to them right now? And that's when you called them out publicly. That's when the ghosting occurs. What's your take on frequency? How do we nurture them? What do we send them so that it's not just always, hey, bye, bye, bye. Talk to us about that. type of stuff
1: yeah yeah so frequency and nurturing um frequency is uh one of those things where honestly i think it's debatable it's it's comes up so much in conversation like well are we sending too much are we sending too little you know what does it look like to send too many emails what does it look like to send too many emails or too few emails i should say and you know here here's my response um and it's a it's a common response from marketers and it's not everybody's favorite but It depends. I will give some context. I'm not going to leave you just with that, but it depends on a lot of things. And one being your brand, you know, are you selling socks or are you selling mattresses? You know, because socks, you know, someone's going to buy those more often, um, maybe, you know, every few months, maybe monthly, if they want to buy a lot of socks, they go through those. Um, But they're going to buy it, you know, within six months to a year, most likely. Whereas for a mattress, I mean, you know, the life cycle of a mattress is several years. I'm not sure how many, like three, five plus, but you know, if someone just bought a mattress, you're not going to reach out to them 30 days later and say, hey, want a new mattress? Doesn't really make sense. So those are things you got to keep in mind. So whatever kind of business you have, just kind of reflect on the life cycle of it. You know, is it when will people finish it and likely buy it again? Think about that and that will help you to consider the frequency of when you should kind of start cross selling or start promoting other products. But to give you kind of a general answer in the e-commerce space, I would say, you know, two to four emails a week. Again, you know, there is a little asterisk asterisk there uh, because it depends on your brand and on your audience. Um, But I would say if you had to kind of start somewhere um, and you're just getting started with email, you know, send a couple emails a week, if you have the capacity, you know, to do that, the time to do it yourself, or you can hire someone. Um, but send a couple a week and just see how your audience responds. You know, if you're getting, you know, really high open rates and really good engagement and click through rates, which a click through rate is, um, you know, how many people clicked a link in your email. So that's one of the metrics that you can study to know how well your emails are doing, as well as conversion rates, which is basically. How many people are buying? How much money are your emails making? So if all of those are looking really good and you're sending two a week, I would bump it up to three. And if things are still looking good, I would bump it up to four and just kind of keep going from there. Um, Keep in mind though, a lot of people think, oh gosh, sending four emails a week to my whole list, like that's gonna bombard them. Well, here's the thing. Even if you are sending five emails a week, like an email every day, you don't have to send it to your entire list. In fact, you shouldn't be sending it to your entire list. And here's why. We talked about segmentation. You want to segment your email list based on people's different interests, right? If you had a room full of people, uh, is everyone gonna be the same? Are we all gonna be the same height, the same age? Are we gonna all like baseball? Are we gonna all like basketball? No, we're all gonna have different interests, different desires, different pain points. And we're gonna also be at different stages in our life. These are things you need to take into account with your email list because your subscribers are people too, after all. So let's consider that and break them up into different segments. So if you're sending five emails a week, let's say, uh, you can send those to specific segments. And that way, you're not bombarding your whole list with emails. So you can get very specific tailor them, personalize them. And honestly, that's going to generate better results and more sales than if you just blast your whole list. So that's one kind of thing to think of in terms of frequency. Now, when it comes to nurturing, because Brian, you know, you mentioned um, in the post-purchase kind of follow-up after someone buys, um, you know, what do those nurturing emails look like? Well, if you have no idea, um, here are some suggestions, some different ideas. Um, You want to obviously continue building trust and kind of nurture that brand loyalty. So you can continue with some educational content. Uh, Some examples might be if you are, say a, um, we'll go back to the the healthy dog treat brand, right? So if you're a healthy dog treat brand, you most likely care about the ingredients going into your product. And I can tell you that your customers care as well. So, what you could do is you could come up with a series of emails that breaks down um, each one of those ingredients and highlights, you know, the benefits and how it helps their dog, what it does for their coat, or how it helps their um, keeps their dental hygiene in tip top shape. So, you want to get very specific and think about what matters to my audience. Okay, maybe they want to, you know, keep their dog occupied with, um, you know, a nice dog chew. Uh, they care about how healthy their dog is and what they're feeding them. So think about those things and come up with content that is going to educate, that's going to inspire, or maybe even humor them. Right. It depends on your brand voice, of course, but if you are more of like a quirky brand and you can kind of fit some humor in there, like, you know, make it fun with your language. Uh, For one of my clients that I am working with right now, we actually just sent out a pop quiz, right? Because the school season is starting, it's actually already upon us. And so I thought it would be fun to kind of leverage that season that we're all aware of and uh, put out a pop quiz. And this isn't anything hard, it's just uh, kind of playful. It's to encourage engagement. And it basically, um, you know, asked a question and gave a few different answers. And we, you know, revealed the answer at the bottom of the email. So, you know, people can read it, they can think about it, make a guess, and then they can see what the answer is. And, um, you know, it was no hard sales. Obviously it came from the brand. So if they're interested in buying, the brand is staying top of mind and they can go ahead and click and buy. But that's one thing you want to keep in mind, is you don't want to just send promotion after promotion after promotion. Consumers these days are sick of that. They are tired of it. They are bombarded with it. People love to buy, but they do not love to be sold to. So your challenge, your mission is to engage with them in a way that builds trust, educates them, and keeps your brand and products top of mind that shows them how your product can solve their problems without coming off too salesy. But there are lots of things we can dive into. Um, Those were just some examples, uh, like the pop quiz, you can come up with challenges as well, where people maybe have to reply back to the email and uh, send in a photo or something of their dog wearing a cute costume. And then maybe on social media, you can announce the winner. So that way you can kind of couple email with social media and leverage the two platforms. As you can see, there's a lot that you can do, uh, but that's those are just a few suggestions that um, hopefully give you some
0: ideas. Yeah, Bridget, honestly, I can see why you enjoy this stuff so much because when we talk about copy, I feel like people take it in so many different boring ways. I'm going to once again call out copywriting formulas, which those do have a time and a place for people who are looking at a blank page and they're like, I don't even know where to start. Cool. Leverage a formula for inspiration. but. Bridget, what you're sharing with us right now is really, I kind of view it as your bag of tricks where you're just like, there's a million different different opportunities and possibilities. And so much of it, it is fun. And it comes back to what is the brand and who are the people? Because to me, when we talk about frequency, I love the way that you answer that question is let the Let your customers, let your audience, let them guide you. If they're opening it and they're clicking it, they like it, and I always tell people, if you serve people in their inbox with things that they look forward to, they want to get emails from you, and it sounds like that's so at the root of your strategy when it comes to email marketing is, hey, give them what they want, give them what they need, and and they'll love to open those emails, so I love that. Time has flown by here. I genuinely feel like this is a masterclass in email marketing and copywriting. And Bridget, I always end every episode with our guests by asking them that big question of what's something that you think that listeners should do. But I think you've given us so many things that they should do that I'm going to pose you a different question to close out today's session. And just an aside for listeners, we are for sure inviting Bridget back for an Action Saturday because I think we can all tell that she has so so much insight and so much knowledge to share with us as well as action. So Bridget, instead, at the end of today's episode, what I'm going to ask you now is, What's a big mistake that you see people doing when it comes to email marketing? And let's let's assume everybody's doing email marketing. So the biggest mistake could be that they're not doing email marketing. Let's say that they are. What's the biggest mistake that you see business owners doing in their email marketing? And what would you rather see them do instead?
1: Such a great question, Brian. I have so many so many things that just popped up into my mind right now. I'm like, okay, which direction do I go in? Um, I feel like I already touched on the fact that um, one mistake is people blasting off a generic email to their whole list. So I'm not going to say that one since I already mentioned it. Um, The other one that I actually saw recently with a client that I just started working with uh, when I did an audit for their email marketing strategy, I I noticed that they only had one automated email set up. Now, they were sending different campaigns and a campaign is a like a one off email. You know, think, you know, promotional educational emails that you send You know, every week. Those are campaigns. Now, they were sending those here and there only for sales, which I typically don't recommend, but when it came to their automated email sequences, they only had one and that was for their welcome sequence. Now, here's why this is an issue. We didn't really dive into this yet, but I'll briefly say you know, your email sequences, the automated sequences are honestly going to be your biggest revenue generators. So, if you're going to prioritize anything, it should be those. It should be making sure those are set up. Even if you can't send out the campaigns every week, if you set up the automated sequences, also known as flows, then you can essentially <clears throat> set it and forget it. Which I don't completely recommend, but you you know, if you're short on time, These are sequences that are going to send to subscribers while you're asleep, which means they're also going to make money for you while you're asleep. So my suggestion would be to not neglect your sequences. Make sure you have these three specifically set up. I'm going to tell you what they are right now. There are a lot of email flows that you can set up, but these are the three that are the highest revenue generating, um, across all the different industries. And they are this, a welcome sequence an abandoned cart sequence, and a post-purchase sequence. And you wanna make sure you have more than one email in each of those sequences because you wanna stay top of mind with your subscriber and you wanna make sure you're, you're um, maintaining those touch points because people need to see your brand, I think the statistic is uh, like at least seven times before they buy. So you do wanna stay top of mind. So I would say my advice would be don't neglect the email flows. Don't just have one set up. Make sure you take the time to put those into place, even if it means you have to sacrifice the campaigns for a while. Because those those flows are gonna be the ones that make you money on autopilot.
0: Whoa, Bridget, bringing the heat up until the very end, the actionable heat, which I think is really what separates you from so many people who are out there doing marketing, doing copywriting, doing email marketing. I think it's really powerful. All of this stuff that you told us is not only incredibly insightful to see the way that the strategy part of your brain works, but it's really actionable for every single business owner. These are systems that we need in place. I know that listeners are gonna be chomping at the bit to learn more about what you do, to see your Your copy in action. I love so much about your outward facing brand. Obviously you've shown us how authentic it is because we feel your energy here in today's session. So take the stage, Bridget, tell listeners where they should go to learn more about you, the awesome work that you're doing as well as your company, Beeline Copy.
1: Yes, so I will say I am most active on LinkedIn. Um, You can also find me on Instagram, but I'm going to give you my LinkedIn because that is where I share all of my tips, tricks and golden little nuggets when it comes to email marketing and copywriting. I post at least three times a week over on LinkedIn. So you're always going to get, um, you know, new content uh, that's going to help you to ramp up your email marketing strategy and make more money. So um, you can simply just type in Bridget Poston. Um, and I'm sure, you know, it's going to be, there's gonna be a link in the show notes and, um, you can look up my name to how, on how to spell that. Uh, but go ahead and find me on LinkedIn. Um, I have, you know, case studies on there. I post content all the time that will give you ideas on how you can make your email strategy. One that is, uh, generating more revenue, um, than honestly you thought was possible.
0: Yes, listeners, you all know the drill. As Bridget alluded to, we are linking to her personal LinkedIn down below in the show notes, wherever it is that you're tuning in. And I will say firsthand, that is actually how we came across Bridget and her work. And gosh, am I glad that we did, because honestly, she is so committed to helping business owners grow their businesses. She said it in the very first answer in today's session is that's what she's passionate about. You saw all of that. So it's amazing content from someone who's incredible at what she does. So don't be shy, check out the show notes add Bridget on LinkedIn, even if it's just to say thank you for coming on the show here today. So Bridget, let me on behalf of so many listeners, thank you personally for joining us here today and sharing all of this stuff, a true masterclass here on the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun.
0: Hey, it's Brian here, and thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at thewantrepreneurshow.com. And I just wanna give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad-free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you, and it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you. Awesome wantrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just wanna invite you, check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you wanna interact directly with me, go to the wantrepreneurshow.com com initiate a live chat it's for real me and i'm excited because i'll see you as always every monday wednesday friday saturday and sunday here on the entrepreneur to entrepreneur podcast